0: Hello! Welcome back to Bookish Beck. My name is Brianna and I will be your host, and I can't wait to talk about books with you. Okay. So on this episode, I'm going to be talking about the spring book recommendations that I have for you. Spring has sprung. I don't know if you guys really enjoy spring, but I really love spring and, um, it's just like a great time where everything is blossoming. I don't have allergies, but I know if some of you have allergies, you probably hate spring, but listen, when it's like rainy but sunny outside and there's a rainbow, you want to read something that's like fresh, something that's fruity, um, just like, you know, all the floral things. I've, that really takes me to springtime when I'm reading. So... Um, I can't wait to go over this book list with you and this recommendation list because I do have some classics, I have some good spring books, and then of course I have to throw in a few, you know, like dark books, a few thrillers, a few that have murder. So I can't wait. Okay, so the first book that I want to recommend on the spring book recommendation is The Maid by Nita Prose. Molly is our main character and she is so quirky, so fun, but she really struggles with social skills and as much as she has like wonderful, wonderful, like impeccable uh, intentions Like the purest of hearts, right? Um, She really can't understand sometimes what people actually want. And her job kind of depends on her uh, predicting what customers want because she's a maid. And that just kind of leads to like a really quirky thing throughout the book because she's Molly the maid, (laughs) which I think is really precious. Um, And so you get this really sweet quirky loving character and mix it in with a who done it murder needless to say i could not put this book down i really enjoyed it i think that what really got me about this book was molly's character she just really makes the whole book there are other characters like side characters in the book that i thought were really interesting and I really wanted to know what happened to them, but not as redeeming as Molly. She um, She's quirky. She's funny. She kind of reminds me of Eleanor Ophelian, but like sweeter and without all the trauma. <laughs> you know, imagine Eleanor Ophelian, but with proper etiquette, like actual proper etiquette. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is definitely it's like clue but in a book and i just i just really loved it and i think it's a perfect springtime book and i think it's if you need something to get you um up and going uh this one is definitely for you okay so the next book on my spring book recommendation list is going to be a poetry book, which I haven't recommended a poetry book before because I don't actually read poetry very often, but I think that springtime is a wonderful time to visit poetry. And I think that poetry and short stories need to be woven into our everyday reading um, just because they're so important. Um, And as much as I do love reading novels and works of fiction or even nonfiction, I think that picking up a poetry book is a really great way to introduce yourself to um reading again or to take a break like if you've just read a really heavy novel and you're just kind of in a book hangover it, i think picking up a poetry book is a good time because you don't have to rush through it the the point of the poetry book is to take your time consuming it um and to really think about that prose so um okay this book recommendation is Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur. Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur is a very popular poetry book. It's probably been on the number one like New York Times bestseller for poetry for a really long time. Um, Ruby Core is actually a really renowned poet. She's a modern poet. Um, apparently, there's controversy involved with her, but I have no idea on that information, so I'm not going to speak on it. But I loved Milk and Honey, and um, it's definitely remained one of my favorites. She has additional works of poetry books, but Milk and Honey kind of remains my favorite. I actually have, um, a bee tattoo on my arm and the cover of milk and honey is so beautiful and it has two bees on it. So I can't, I can't steer away from this particular book (laughs) or poetry book. So there are quite a few, um, pieces of, poems in this collection that cover you know womanhood femininity uh violence abuse love loss like it's all here it's it's all there um I still think about certain poems that she has and um I've reminisced over them over time so I think that they sometimes it changes meaning but particularly this book was written um, when she was in her young 20s. And I think that it did bring up quite a bit of what I experienced as a young woman. Um, and so it's, it was just very um, cathartic it's a very cathartic poetry book. And I would, anyone who is looking to read poetry in the modern time, I think I would recommend, um, this author. And I would also recommend this book because, you know, poetry is kind of a lost art sometimes. So, um, and reading, you know, like Lord Byron doesn't make it any better. (laughs) I'm going to follow that poetry book up with a really amazing classic by Ernest Hemingway. I am of the mindset that you have to read Ernest Hemingway in the spring because sometimes his themes can get a little bit dreary. And when you read Ernest Hemingway in the fall, it just gets a little too dark you know, it's, it seems like it's hopeless. And so I really love reading Ernest Hemingway only exclusively in the springtime because suddenly there's a little bit of hope. So this book is The Old Man and the Sea. Some of you might've read this book, um, in a high school literature class or a college lit class. It used to be very popular to put on book lists, but, um, in like my time in high school, this was like really far out of the way. Like no one wanted to read this book. Um, but I read it on my own, actually, and it's it's really good. Definitely, the themes of, you know, kind of man versus nature, um more themes of being young, being versus being old uh exploring what it means to be a human like what's the human condition and i just thought that this book for for how long it was it's i think it's like 100 pages maybe 150 and it just packs a punch it really does and it takes you on this beautiful ride of what it's like to be on the ocean or what it's like to be a fisherman and um Yeah. I highly recommend it for spring. I'm definitely going to be visiting some other Ernest Hemingway books on my personal uh, TBR for springtime. I am absolutely so excited to read some more of his works. And if you are a fan of Ernest Hemingway, please DM me and let's have a conversation about it. My next book recommendation is going to be another classic, and it is short, and um, it gives me warm and fuzzy feelings. However, it is not a warm and fuzzy book. It is Breakfast at Tiffany's by Truman Capote. Breakfast at Tiffany's is set in New York in the 1940s, um, and it's main character Holly Golightly is so kind of like spunky she gives a lot of um, twiggy vibes or like scrappy vibes but she's tiny and beautiful and um, it seems like every man who encounters her is in love with her in some way because she's kind of quirky but also very beautiful and um, she's a little bit lost Yeah, she's a little bit lost. But if you have seen the movie, I will tell you, the book and the movie are very different. There are some things about the book that resemble the movie, but they are not really the same. So go into it um, with a completely open mind and try not to envision Audrey Hepburn. I know that's hard, but just do your best. Um, I think that Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, whether it's the movie or the book, are both really fascinating stories, but I take them as like different stories. Like Breakfast at Tiffany's the movie and Breakfast at Tiffany's the book are two different things. So, and I don't know if everyone who's read the book would say that about the movie, but that's just how I feel. Um, you know, Holly Golightly is essentially pursued by gangsters, very wealthy men. She kind of gives off this portrayal of maybe being a call girl, um, but that's up for debate. And then you kind of realize, like, maybe, maybe she's not really like a call girl, but maybe she's just an escort. I don't know. It's all very vague. And I think contextually someone could probably help me with those answers, but, um, I would rather let it be vague. It's okay. I'm okay with that. And that my friends is my last class classic. I promise. I won't recommend any more classics for spring. Um, if you just read, The Old Man in the Sea and Breakfast at Tiffany's, then I will clap for you. I will be so proud. If you just read one, like just Breakfast at Tiffany's or just The Old Man in the Sea, I would be so proud of you. So hopefully you squeeze in a classic this spring because both of those are really great for springtime. And let me know how it goes. Okay, the last book that I'm going to recommend is a nonfiction book and it's one that me and a lot of my friend group has already read Um, and everybody is wildly enchanted by this particular author because not only is she a really cool and has really awesome hobbies she is a phenomenal writer and that is thirst 2600 miles to home by heather anish anderson Um, This is a story about a woman who attempts the fastest known time on the PCT or the Pacific Crest Trail um, from Mexico to Canada, up the West Coast. Um, And if you're in the United States or you are familiar with the topography of the United States, that is a beast. That's a beast of a goal. Um, And she does it you know, she, um, she basically runs that trail. Um, and there's a lot of like near death experiences. There's a lot of reminiscing, there's a lot of reflecting. Um, and she does a wonderful job of describing the trails and how beautiful they are and how rugged, um, you feel and how you are being subjected to raw nature. Um, I, do have some deeper critiques on the book that I'll hold back on because um I'd like to do a deep dive with one of my friends on this particular book in the future but this book definitely inspired me in the springtime to make all of my outdoor adventures uh plans in the summertime so I'm hoping that if I can spread that joy to you of reading this book that maybe it will inspire you this summer to get outside so create all those spring plans and then get outside in the summer Um, and just really enjoy the earth which I'm in love with immensely Okay, so the next couple books I want to talk about are technically not my recommendations. They're just books that I'm really excited to talk about and that I'm more than likely going to read this spring. Um, one of them is *The Sea of Tranquility* by Emily St. John Mandel, and um, I really do want to talk about one of her characters is Edwin St. Andrew. Uh, coincidence? No, I think not. I cannot wait to draw parallels between Edwin and Emily's life. We'll see if I'm right or not. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But essentially this book jumps back and forth between time periods. And it's uh, one time period is in 1912, and the other time period is two centuries later on a moon colony where people are not living on earth anymore. They are living on the moon. And I got really interested by this concept of living on the moon. And I actually, like, pride myself on knowing geography. um, And I get really excited about geography. And I immediately knew Sea of Tranquility I've never heard of that sea. What is that? And so I Googled it. And you guys, it's a basin on the moon. How cool is that? Like, I was just really, really excited because then it opened up a whole new portion of geography for me that there's geography of the moon. Anyway, um, I'm just really excited about that. I was excited that I learned about that, and I am re- i think I'm really gonna enjoy this book. So um, I, I've already purchased it, and so I can't wait to start it, um, nonetheless. Okay, the second book that I really wanna talk about is kind of a series that I was introduced to, and it's because the second book came out recently. Um, And that is The Candy House. This is by Jennifer Egan. And I don't know what the first book is, but I need to figure it out. Because I recently stumbled upon The Candy House. And I was really enraptured with the synopsis. Essentially, the synopsis of this book is a young uh, tech company comes up with a way to externalize your memory. And then people fight over the memories. Basically, you can weaponize the the memory. And now it becomes this concept of The Candy House, right? So like you can buy people's memories, you can exploit their desires, um, you can use memories as weapons against people essentially and it's kind of called this, you know, The Candy House. Anyway, I'm really fascinated by this because it's also kind of tied to technology, social media, gaming, you know, alternate worlds and I don't know if anybody read Ready Player One but that was a really good book. It was a really good book. And this is giving me ready player one vibes. So I'm here for it. I am not here for Ready Player Two. I'm not, I'm not there for that book. I didn't really love it. I felt sad for it. And so maybe this book is gonna redeem itself in that like sci-fi kind of tech fantasy for me. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, I'm really excited for those two books this spring and I'm hoping to find more. So let me know if you have any suggestions or if you have a book that you're really passionate about because I'd love to hear about it. That's pretty much it for my springtime book recommendation. And I'd love to hear any feedback that anyone has in particular about the books that they've been reading or the the book recommendation list. I'm curious if anyone will really read the poetry book. So if you haven't read Milk and Honey and you do end up picking it up, I um I would love to hear what you think. Milk and Honey is popular so I imagine that at some point you've probably ran across one of her poems um, whether it was captured on social media or something like that but I definitely think that all of the books that are on my book recommendation list um, are books that have resonated with me and if you look at my Goodreads they may or may not have had high ratings however They stuck with me, and therefore I like them. So all the books I decently like, um, except for, like I said, the hating game. I'm kind of, like, still in between. Like, do I like it? Do I not like it? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I hope that you guys are reading a good one, and I hope that you are enjoying reading as much as I am. Have a happy spring!